It's a goal! He's done it! Yeah, what a shot! This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome. I hope all of you guys had a great Christmas as my good friend Mr. Puri did because if you were following his Twitter timeline, he was in food coma. Hello Mr. Puri, Merry Christmas. Hello Mr. Khan. Yes, I have recovered from my uh, Christmas food coma. And you're ready to go back into the New Year food coma, I guess so. Yes, into the New Year food and and uh, whatever else goes with it coma. Whatever else goes with it, whatever else goes with it. So yeah, okay. So we're right now on our last podcast for the year. And like we said, we're going to try and do like a roundup of uh, all the sporting events of the year. And then take a deserved break and then come back. So here we are. On Just Sports, uh, everything that happens in the world of sports and a lot happened this year. So let's start with tennis. There is no other way to describe the year as as any other way, but to define it as Rafa's and, and uh, Federer's year. Yeah, absolutely. It's the Roger and Rafa resurgence year. I mean, I remember... At the start of the year, or maybe just before the start of the year, we we both we both uh, felt they should retire. Actually, you know. Yeah, absolutely. We both said that that uh, you know this may be their last year, but uh, you know, four Grand Slams, they won uh, two each, and uh, you know, men's tennis um, sort of throw through back to 2012, 2011. I mean, you know, nobody managed to to rise to to. To challenge those two, I mean, I suppose you know Djokovic had his problems and, and Murray had his injury issues, but nobody in that sort of you know that sort of younger cadre managed to come forward. And and Roger and Rafa were just on a. It was a role. I think I think tennis tennis pretty much was dominated. I mean, Serena Williams went away, you know, post winning the first title for her pregnancy, you mm-hmm. know, and then after that, women's tennis just didn't see anybody else dominated. But in the men's game, like. You know, you're rightly saying there was no challenger to Rafa and to Roger. I mean, till the last, till the end. I mean, even in the even in the last tournament of the year, where 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 you know Federer lost in the finals, you know, mm-hmm. it was like considered a free loss. A third, I mean, it's it's unreal. And maybe next year too, Rahul. I mean, maybe this will continue. I think what's really interesting is is that they both um, used completely opposite ways. You know, where where Rafa played lots of tournaments to get. You know his fitness back, and and you know you you feel that he's a guy that needs to play uh, every week. But on the other hand, Roger, you know, he won the Australian, and then he took a long break and skipped the French Open, came back for Wimbledon. You know, all of those kinds of things. And you know, Roger's perhaps a person that that can have those breaks and come back. And I think that you know both of them. You know, there, there's nothing to say that they can't continue into 2018 and and continue racking up Grand Slams. Absolutely. I mean, I, I it, it it would be it would be surprising because you know I mean both Djokovic and Murray are not entering the year with any kind of great form behind them or any kind of great you know things behind them. So it could be a possibility, Rahul, that tennis once again would be dominated by these two. Yeah, very possible because, as I said, you know, they 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 both sort of ma- managing their schedule very well. I mean, you know, they're both supremely fit, even though you know they're thirty two and thirty five. But you know, what I what what I think is worrying is is that there's just nobody that can rival them. There's nobody that can match them. I th- I think you and I both discussed it over the year also, Rahul. The the this this lack of competition in the men's and the women's game. Yeah. 
No, the women's game, the women's game, you, you hope, you know, with Serena gone and, and three Grand Slam tournaments, somebody or at least one or two players would sort of stand up. But it was so hit and miss, the women's game, you know, that uh, a player who had some form then, you know, went to the next Grand Slam and had zero form. And, you know, it was just such a sort of licorice all sorts of a year for the women's game that, you know, you can just see that when Serena comes back, pregnancy or no pregnancy, she's going to start to steamroll everybody just like she was before she left. Yes, so that's, I think, the, the, this, this year of tennis was pretty much, you know, dominated uh, to by by these two. And yeah, that showed. And I don't see, and I think, I don't think Rahul also agrees on that, that it'll be tough for anybody else to come, you know, next year. But what a year these two had. And it was a fairy tale year in the world of tennis. And, you know, Roger winning the, the, the Wimbledon crown was, was just something that all tennis fans would remember forever. So it was a great year as far as these two are concerned and for tennis fans are concerned in, in, in 2017. And um, another fairy tale end that didn't happen, Rahul, was uh, Usain Bolt. I mean, he was another great athlete and everybody was hoping for him to have this fairy tale end at the World Athletic Championships, but it didn't happen. And 2017 saw the end of Usain Bolt. Yes, and uh, you know, again, he was a man who I think managed to def defy age, you know, in his sport. You know, most sprinters much younger than him when they sort of hit his peak, but here was a man that managed to just keep pushing that age barrier further and further. And you know, you do feel that perhaps in the end, it, it, a lack of of you know races cost him at at, at that 2017 worlds you know it, it was the one that you know after he won the olympics it was the one that he said he was gonna you know tr try and run and then finish his career but you know i think that you know it, it, it didn't happen for him but what was funny was the sort of bad taste in the mouth that was left with uh you know the american sprinter that won and uh, justin gatlin winning and then you know all of the the thing about clean athletes versus athletes um, with, you know, who had, had doping bans and stuff like that. And I think that Usain Bolt, apart from all his winning that he'd done and all the records that he'd broken and all the medals that he'd won, now he was a clean athlete. And I think he was a clean athlete at the time that the sport really, really needed him. And I think that they will miss that as well. Athletics will miss that. Um, yes, I think that's what I think that's what gave Usain Bolt, you know, the 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 edge because he was in the midst of this entire doping thing, this entire doping world, almost of athletics. You know, he was pretty much the clean one. No, no, and I think athletics will miss will miss that. Um, they'll miss a, a sort of an icon. Um, that can tell you, you know, that that, that that you can do all of this record-breaking stuff, you know, even without without any of this uh, doping. Without doping, without anything, absolutely. I think, I think that's what that's what athletics will miss. And I think the, the, the greatest tribute athletics can pay to Usain Bolt is to, you know, just stamp out uh, doping. And I think the, 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 the decision of the IOC not to allow Russian athletes in uh, in the Winter Olympics you know, is a great start, Rahul. It's a very strong it, start. It is. It's the right. It's the right signal, and I, I hope that it continues because, um, you know, as you said, I mean, if if Usain Bolt has to leave a legacy, his legacy has to be, you can do this without without having to take performance enhancing drugs. Absolutely. So yeah, the world will miss Usain Bolt, but um, he's left us with a lot of great memories. So you know, it's 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 amazing and. 
Moving on from athletics, we move on to Formula 1 where again Lewis Hamilton dominated. He won his fourth world championship. Rahul and I don't, you know, I, I won't put my money against the fact that he will go on to win another four. He has been in yeah. dominant form and he is one of the greats of the sport now. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think this was the year that he really stamped. Um, I, I would be, wouldn't be surprised at all if, if he goes on to, to win another four. Yes, and I think what, what, what also makes him interesting, Rahul, I think the words that you rightly picked up, that he's a showman and stuff like that. I think sports needs that. Sports needs, you know, characters because you can't have... And, and sports is about characters. Yeah, no, 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 no and you're, you're right. I mean, you know, I, I think Formula One anyway, um, which is a, a fairly mechanical sport, um, requires people who are who can rise above that. That And, you know, I think Lewis Hamilton is, is, is great. You know, he's a kid from... From London, and you know, he, he, not he, not everybody gets the opportunity to drive a Formula One car. And again, you know, he's he's an inspiration to to a lot of kids. Um, and uh, you know, long may that continue. Yes, long may that continue. And I think this has been Lewis Hamilton's year. And who knows? Maybe next year will be his because he's he's driving. He's he's in the form of his life. And there is a certain nonchalance about him that, you know, the way he treats the sport. He doesn't take it that seriously. It just looks like that, Rahul. And, you know, he seems to be having fun while he's driving. And he likes to win. I think that's that's what makes him the kind of driver that he is. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, more power to Lewis Hamilton. He, he won the World Championship and, you know, it was a great year for him. Um... Another, another, another team, another sport uh, that had a great year, uh, another team that had a great year was Real Madrid. I mean, it was almost unheard of that anybody can go out there, Rahul, and, and, and you know, retain uh, the Champions League trophy. They went and retained it. They won the La Liga. They've had a great year, even though the year has not ended great for them. Uh, but otherwise, I think Real Madrid, you know, was the team of the year. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, they they won the 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 uh, the title. They won the the La Liga. Um, you know, Barcelona had, had pretty much a stranglehold on it for a while. Um, you know, they had won the Champions League the the year before, and uh, you know, a, a tight race, and they they fairly um, you know blew away Barcelona at the end to to win the title. Um, and then, of course, going back and, and winning the Champions League, retaining the Champions League. I mean, that's something that, you know, very few sides in history... Yeah, that was something amazing. I mean, I think that was something that... I mean, very few, very few sides in history have, have been able to do that. And, you know, what, was, um, what was, was interesting about it was that I think from around, you know, the, the, the knockout stages, there was almost an inevitability to it. You know, Real were were by far and away the best side in the competition. And, uh, you know, it, it wasn't, even when, when they ran into Juventus um, in the final, I, I mean, even then it was sort of 70-30 um, between Real and Juve, um, which just goes to show you how dominant they were. Um, yes, they've, they've not finished the year very well. Um, and they've really, really struggled, uh, you know, and they were very badly beaten by Barcelona in, in the El Clasico uh, just a few days ago. Um, but you would have to give it to, to Zidane, um, who's got a lot of problems, and this is going to be a test of his management, um, his management career right now to try and turn these things around. But, you know, in the first half of the year, they were imperious. Absolutely, Raul, and I think the, the other... Uh 
player that actually lit the lit the you know uh, scene alight has been Harry Kane. I mean, he's been scoring goals, and he's he's again a homegrown boy. He's not somebody who's been bought by big money. He's a he's a Spurs boy, come from the system, and he's actually challenging the Messi's and the Ronaldo's of the world by by scoring goals. Yeah, no, it's a great story. I mean, you know, Harry Kane is still a man that divides England. I don't know why he divides England, but he does. Um, you know, there there are some uh, football fans that think he's great, and typically those are Spurs fans. Um, and you know, there are some football fans that think that he's he's overrated. But I mean, the man scored six hat tricks this year. He's got more goals than Messi and and Ronaldo, and and that hasn't happened for. For years and years and years and years, um, he's a goal machine, and he, it's not like he gets tappings. He scores all kinds of goals. Yeah, and he scores from outside the penalty area. He scores from free. Yeah, no, absolutely. He scores. All, he scores all kinds of goals, and you know, I really think that it is imperative uh, that England play to Harry Kane's strengths if they are to have any chance in the 2018 World Cup. Um, because he's by far and away their biggest weapon, and it's high time that England understand that and begin to to play to march to that band, I suppose. But he's had a phenomenal year. He's had an absolutely phenomenal year. Yes, he's had a phenomenal year. So the year has belonged to Real Madrid and to Harry Kane. Football, that's what that's what football gave us. And uh, so you know, Sergio Garcia Rahul, another story. He's been he's been playing professional golf for about 25, 26 years, and then he goes on to win his first major this year. Yeah, absolutely. So happy for him. He, he's been so consistent, uh, Sergio, um, over those 25, 20 years. Bunch of times he's come so close to winning that major, um, been a huge part of Europe's success in the Ryder Cup. So, um, you know, good on him for, for finally getting that monkey off his back and, and winning that major. Um, you know, I think golf... Uh, is also a sport that that needs um, needs some characters, needs some superstars, and I think Sergio is a, a great character, um, and uh, you know it was great to see him win. Yeah, and I think that's what one thing that you know both you and I agree, Rahul, that you know we are missing characters as far as sport is concerned. It's become a little bit of a a, a dampener, you know. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think you know a lot of this sort of politically correct sort of culture comes into it sportsmen are our role models and you know they're, they're sports is an entertainment product and all of that kind of stuff which is all fine and good and i've got no problems with that but you know you need characters you know you need people that will entertain you need people that will bring crowds and you know you can't all do that in sort of one cookie cutter way you know people do that in different ways and and Sergio Garcia is a guy that does it through getting really pumped up and, and, and it's great to see on a golf course. Yes, and the one story, Rahul, that I think both of us missed out on, and I think we should mention it, because in the world of football, once again, Rahul, is the fact that there will be no Netherlands, there will be no Italy at the World Cup. Yeah, I mean, how the, the, the mighty have fallen. I mean, you know, again, I mean, Holland weren't at the last Euros, so... Um, it's not a big surprise that they weren't at, at the World Cup either. They, they haven't had a particularly good side for Great, a few years. Yeah. Um, Italy is a huge miss. I mean, they haven't missed a World Cup for, you know, 50 years or something like that. But they're not going to be there. Uh, the USA isn't going to be there. They've been at all the World Cups since 1990. Um, they're not there. Um, you know, I, I think that... You know, it, it's it's a changing of the guard. I mean, you know, a couple of, of the, the big teams have missed out and and that's good. I mean, it's always good to, to shake up um, 
the world of football. Um, and uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what these sides now do to try and find their way back. Yes, and we move on to our last sport that we are discussing. Uh, we are discussing cricket. And it has been Virat Kohli's year in more, more ways than one round. He's dominated the scene. The Indian team has dominated the scene. And he's got married to, to, to end the year. So it's been pretty much his year. It has. I think he's, he's, he's certainly the best player across all the different formats. I mean, you know... Um, nobody can hold a candle to him in in limited overs cricket. Um, you know when when he especially when he's chasing. Um, I think you know he chases better than any player that I have ever seen uh, yes, chase. Um, you know he's just got he's so cool. He's so calm. He knows exactly what he wants to do. Um, he hasn't had a great Test match year. I don't think. Um, yeah. Okay. He's got plundered tons of runs against. Um, I think but he's, a, he's had a great year as a captain yeah slightly inferior bowling attacks but when Australia came calling they really did find him out and um, you know I think Steve Smith is far and away the best test batsman, batsman in the world but Virat is the best overall batsman I mean I, I don't think there's any doubt about that and yes he got married and you know the circus um, around that has been amusing I suppose over the last couple of weeks um, but his real test is now, you know, he goes off to South Africa, then they go off to England in the summer, and then they go off to Australia in the winter. So 2018 is a huge year for Virat Kohli and for the Indian cricket team. If they can continue the strides that they've made, um, you know, they, they could well deserve being that, that number one team in the world. However, if they don't, then they're going to still be viewed very much as paper tigers very good at home and very poor away yeah it's a, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a crucial year Arul, because it's also the run into the world cup you know 2019 the world cup is happening in england and yeah this this entire this entire year will actually be a great chance if you if you were to look at it you know and whoever has done the scheduling for this maybe it just happened by chance or they actually planned for it it's it's a great way to prepare for the world cup because you're traveling all over the world and you will be you will be playing in all the pitches and all conditions where you will prep for England. Well, absolutely. I mean, if you're an Indian cricket fan, you play South Africa, Australia and England and they're the three best teams in the world. So, I mean, you know, for India, it's, um, you know, we're playing the, the, the three best teams apart from us in the world. So it's, it's like a, you know, it's like a test test match championship. Yeah, it's a good it's a good way to prep for it. Yeah, it's a really good indicator and and I think that um you know, the Indian Indian cricket team should use it very very wisely. Okay, so that was 2017. You know, we it was sports is what actually makes the world beautiful and I think both Rahul and I you know would agree that it's sports that gives you the highs, the lows and it's just so beautiful. You have fairy tales you have, you know, non-fairy tales. You have surprises, shocks. It's everything is there, Rahul, in the world of sports. You have nightmares as well. You have many nightmares. Uh, yeah, uh, that only come to you, Rahul. I mean, that's, that's, that's your domain. That's your domain. So, so your nightmares, heart attacks, it's all there. It's all there. And 2017 had its more than fair share of it, as, as, as both Rahul and I you know, would agree. And uh, we're actually looking forward to 2018 because there's a lot, lot that will again happen in the world of sports. And you never know, it might be, history might be written by Manchester City. You know, uh, Fedra might, might win something else. We might write history in South Africa. 
There's a cricket. There's a there's a football World Cup to look forward to. See, there's a football World Cup to look forward to. The under 19 cricket World Cup to look forward to. There's actually a lot to look forward to, Rahul, and I think that's where we will see you again on the other side of the fence. Yes, absolutely, and um, you know just. To leave it at you know, wishing all the the listeners a, a, a happy new year, and I hope that uh, 2018 is a is a peaceful and prosperous one for you all. That's true. I think we all need peace, so it should be a peaceful and prosperous year. You know, just just have fun with your loved ones, be spend time with your loved ones, and you know, take it easy, guys. And I shall see you soon, Mr. Puri. Yes, sir. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year, Mr. Khan. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.